Okay. <laughs> okay, and we're live. Okay, hi, good morning. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. I'm today, you know, I had a um, had a question because as I was going through all of the things that we have to do as a as a super, especially as a part-time super, but whether you're an RM, a resident manager, or whether you're a super, full-time super, or part-time super, the questions I've been asked questions about the tasks, and I've been going helping uh, supers go through what the task should be. Um, but I think the question, the big question that came up was like, why do we do what we do? You know, like what, what's, where does it come from? Like, uh, how do you know that the sidewalk sidewalk has to be swept eighteen inches into the street? and not just at the curb. And what I realized was, you know, these things are sort of second nature to me. You know, I, I've been doing this for a while and um, I've always had, you know, it's, it's I, I just know how to, I just know what to do and usually I can, I can communicate that to the owners, to the customer who is the building, the board member or manager or building owner, but, um, most, I realized that uh, many supers out there may not know where it comes from. So I thought maybe in this, in this topic, I would just talk about where these uh, rules come from or where certain things come from that we have to follow as supers. And it's not like I, I you know, I, these things are, um, it's hard to find. It's just that I, I was lucky enough very early on to come up, you know, come upon what's called the um, apartment management checklist. And it's this, if you know, for years I've had this, I've, I've relied on this book. It's kind of like the Bible for building managers. It's actually, man, it's, it's actually for management, but it's come really handy for me as a super, um, especially as an RM, when I'm trying to find out what the rules are and how I need to do it in, in a certain way. Because the last thing you want to do is, you know, get get violations or tickets or you know um sanitation tickets are, are another thing that uh, buildings always get and in order to avoid them you have to know what the laws are and these everything that we do a lot of the a lot of the stuff that we do in the course of the day or course of the week um while we take care of these buildings come from some law out there that the city passes that requires the building to follow these rules and those rules are trickled down to none other than the supers at the building. So, um, but, so I want to talk about this book. It's called the uh, Apartment Checklist, Ma Apartment Management Checklist. And it's, you know, it's, it's really thick. It's, I brought my tape measure here just to kind of get an idea of how thick this book is. So it's, it's actually like two and one eighth inch in terms of thickness. And it's like nine inches, eight and a half inches wide 
and it's 11 inches thick. So it's a pretty, and it's heavy. I mean, we talk about, you know, a book that has almost a thousand pages, right? So, um, and every year they come out with a new edition. And every year they charge for this. You know, they charge uh, uh, for, for this, this edition. And so what I wanted to do was I wanted to um, maybe introduce this book. So in your, as a super, especially if you're an RM, especially in your, if you're a resident manager, um, you have a lot of responsibilities and you're there 24 seven, um, you should get your hands on this book or uh, the book, I mean, it's, it, the price of this may be something that most supers out there may say, oh my God, it's, it's so expensive. How can I afford this every year? Prison managers should have access to this for, man, for management. They should ask for um, the updated copy of apartment management checklist. But uh, part-time supers, you know, I, I can get it. I can understand it. You know, you're, a lot of the smaller buildings even don't know this. So a lot of the buildings that are like sized, let's say 50 units and under, um, they're, they're in the dark a lot of times. They follow the, what the neighbor says. They kind of hear things through the grapevine. But this is where it all comes from, uh, or the laws is where it all comes from. And one great thing is that everything is here. Like all of your, so I'm just gonna go through, like this is a 2020 edition. Um, I do have the 2021 that just came out a couple weeks ago. But this will cover asbestos inspections, carbon monoxide detectors, um, sanitation requirements when you throw out the garbage and when you recycle. Um, talks about like cooling tower maintenance for those big buildings that have cooling towers. It talks about extermination requirements, um, heat and hot water, lead paint. Talks about it really gives everything smoke detectors compactors there's laws that change every year that as supers we have to be uh, we have to recognize we should recognize as supers um, and we have to be uh, we should be at least understanding of what what is required of the building so i would i would call this like a more advanced um supers topic but for those Porters, people that are not supers or, or aspiring to be supers, this should be um, a topic that you can listen to and you can slowly um, get familiar with over the years. And one of the one of the things that I'm going to do is um, I'll go through this. I mean, these this is expensive. This is $225 for the physical copy, and then if you buy the digital copy, which is um, the PDF form, you, that costs 195, 195. So every year you're looking at a few hundred dollars, a couple hundred dollars to be aware of everything that's, that's changed. Um, but we're gonna, I'm gonna try to break it down for you here. So maybe over, over the next few topics, I can, if there's any questions that you have about anything uh, related to building maintenance, I can see if there's any laws here for you, or I can just pick a topic maybe and, and help you understand um, if there's anything that's changed. But I, I like this book, by the way, um, and this is made by ha the Habitat Group. So Habitat Magazine is a publication that goes out to 
uh, building owners, board members, and, and building managers. And um, this book is really um, just a great compilation on everything that's, that's the law, everything that's changed. And um, in the beginning here, we have, I like how they do it here, they have um, a, a section on what's changed from the, from the last year. So if you want to know if there's anything that's changed, you just go right to the beginning and they'll have a section called, you know, all, what's, all the things that has changed in, uh, from last year and this year when it comes to building related stuff. And, and that stuff is a lot of stuff that um, relates to um, the building super. Okay? Any questions? Was this sponsored by Habitat? <laughs> no, this is not. This is not sponsored by Habitat. But I did get the permission from Habitat to um, uh, to share it with uh, with you know the, the supers out there. Oh, okay. So they're they're aware with it and they they're cool with it. They said, mm -hmm. "Go ahead." We we actually they want our their stuff to be out there. But I talk independently. I mean, I I've I've had this book. I've had uh, this series even before um, Habitat bought it. So Habitat Group bought this, but before that, it was called Vendome Books. And when it was Vendome Books, I used to order it. And so, um, you know, I think it's a great reference. I think it's, it, it, it helps make you look uh, like an authority when you talk to building owners and building managers, of course, because um, some building managers actually don't read this. What, they, they, what managers do is they have a, in larger management companies, they have something called the compliance department, because compliance just means um, uh, following the laws. It's it's a department that research the laws, and then they tell that compliance department educates their managers on what the laws are. Um, so usually, if you're a building manager, you have somebody in your in your management company that's that knows this stuff. So you really don't need this, but um, it's great for RMs. Because I know RMs often have, um, you know, RMs often have to run a building by themselves without um, having the manager on site, very, you know, to, to help guide them. And having that much responsibility to be at the building, um, it looks great. I mean, to be able to, to, to know the laws is great as the manager, um, a building manager, a property manager, it looks great professionally. And, you know, I, I highly recommend everyone to kind of just either check this out or, um, you know, listen in because we'll be talking about this. And, and uh, I'll be talking, one of, the, one of the ways that I'll be uh, doing this is maybe picking out a topic that I think is relevant to part-time supers especially and then seeing, um, just making sure that you guys are complying, everyone's complying, and then also coming up with helping you understand um, some, of the, some of the serious stuff that maybe everyone, whether you're a part-time super or a resident manager, um, should know. Yeah, it's uh, my first impression of the book is that it's so big <laughs> and it's kind of overwhelming. Like, do I have to read all that? Or um, I'm kind of scared with the amount of information that's inside there. Um, so, like, 
do do you have any chapters or um, like pages that you recommend that we kind of at least skim through and um, can you kind of introduce the book to us yeah uh, that's a great question I mean um, it's overwhelming and I this is not something for you to you know read uh, it's not a, a nighttime reading book it's just I use it this is how I use it. I use it whenever there's a, a question um, basically this is what I do as a super I um, read the beginning what's new in this this um, in this year and what I do is what's new in this edition and then what I read is anything that's changed because every year the Department of Building for instance puts out more stuff that we have to follow as supers they have new things that buildings have to follow um, and then we have to follow as the supers there's um, every year that there's uh, something that requires us to to change something, change our, our way of taking care of something. So it's, it's actually, uh, so what I do is I read the first um, few pages and then um, I start to go into, uh, what was I saying, sorry. So uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a big, it's a big book. It's a big book and there's a lot of topics here, but one way to do it is, you know, um, if you are, you know, ambitious to buy this book, and, or read it by yourself, um, you, can, you can just start from the beginning where you talk about things that are new with this, um, with this uh, year. And then it's broken down into all these different chapters. So if there's something that really bugs you or a problem that you're experiencing, then you can go right to that chapter. Um, and you can also email me because for this year, I also bought the not only the hard copy, I, I also bought the, the digital copy. So I can actually send you parts of that so if is, is that legal yes i, I spoke oh, to have it that's already they said that you can take clips of it and send it to your colleagues okay for well that's educational purpose so yeah yeah i mean um it it once again there's i'll just if you need if you need to know um the answers to certain things and i can find it in this book for you um, and if you want to know the the actual text I'll send it to you by email, okay, and it's perfectly, uh, yeah, perfectly if, legal. So if you want to be up to date with all the laws, and um, it's it's good to know these things to be informed. Uh, there, you know, you, a lot of times we just we just do what we do, but to know that there's a law behind it um, and why we have to do it, it's it's I think it's pretty important and. You know, it's also another step of being um, a professional, like very professional, and how it's going to differentiate you from um, the other okay, good supers. Yes, I mean, that's what I think that's exactly what we want to hit. We want to make sure that stay informed, you guys out there, yeah, everyone out there that um, is interested in becoming a, a better and better super has the means to do so. Because um, this industry is always changing, mm -hmm. and there's always new rules coming out, mm -hmm. and we all have to get smarter to stay stay in the game, yeah, and to stay up to speed. And it's hard. And and the reason why I'm I'm bringing this up is that um, there isn't like a, a place that we can go to aside from asking a building manager 
what the changes are and often they're not they're not too familiar either mm-hmm. if you ask them they'll they'll probably say they'll get back to you um, and so um, I just want to I, I like this book because it helps me um, kind of bypass all of those questions and on the internet if you look it up and I've tried it's not clear either you have a lot of uh, websites that come up but you really have to hunt for that information yeah and you and never know that information might be wrong right it's not from your state or city right that's true too and like <laughs> you might you know, it might be nebraska i know so like <laughs> right. it's it's so important to to know what your responsibilities are right the city requires you um yeah so tell us about uh what the you know, not all of them. I don't think we're going to be able to to look into all the chapters. Um, but some of the chapters that you think are essential, um, or it's it's uh, connected to everyday activities. Um, could you please introduce some of those? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, for instance, I have here. Um, well, you know what? I could actually put put this up. Um, so what I did was I put up I put up the same copy that you have on your iPad where it talks about um, it, this is how it looks. This is the this is the digital uh, format. Mm. But as I go down, you'll see that um, you know, this is a 2001 edition, 2021 edition, mm. <laughs> and we have here. Um, advertisements and then it says what's new in this edition so mm-hmm. on the sixth page there's um, stuff that has changed um, just just give you an idea and it'll tell you like chapter 10 cooling tower maintenance discusses new regulations requiring an extra deep cleaning of cooling towers during the summertime months um, so one of the things that we can do here is uh, maybe look at Look at something that um, may... Yeah, I've been skimming through these subjects and you have everything here. You right. have the AC, you have the boiler, you have the carbon, carbon monoxide, elevators, ex- extermination, um, garbage, garbage removal, graffiti, uh, keys, locks, um, lead paint, what chapter is garbage removal? Um, garbage removal. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, Let's see. Uh, it's chapter seventeen. Chapter seventeen is garbage removal. Yeah, and you see recycling. Uh, is there's like specific chapter on um, superintendents and janitorial services, which is chapter forty four. I mean, this is the Bible. Right. Right. So let's just say, um, let's go to something that pertains to us, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, let me just look up superintendents and janitors. I'm kind of curious about what, what this would say. So superintendents and janitors. And once again, this is the PDF copy. This is great because this is a digital copy, not this huge monster of a book. And um, you get to carry it around on your phone and you get to read it. If you're ever curious, Um, you just open up the PDF on your phone 
and be able to read it. And if you want a copy, if you're interested in, in knowing um, any, of the, any of the chapters, or if you have a question as to whether it's in, it's, it's in this book, just, just reach out to me and then I'll send you the PDF version of this. Um, so, for instance, if, if you look at um, superintendents and janitorial services, the cool thing is that, first of all, it tells you like who's affected because not every building may be affected. You may be in a building, you may be a part-time super of a brownstone where it's just one family, or you may be a two-family house in Queens or something, and you may think you're affected, but luckily you're not, right? There's a lot of laws that preclude or doesn't include those, uh, those buildings, single-family buildings. Um, or over here it says um, all owners, who is affected? All owners of buildings with three or more apartments. And they say, i.e. multiple dwellings. So a lot of these laws will pertain to three or more apartments. So once you hit apartment three and above, that's all the buildings that's going to be affected by this. So you pretty much, you know who your customers that are affected by this are. So, but uh, by the way, IEs is like, for example. For example, yeah. So it also says what the law, law acquires, requires, sorry. Um, all people that fall under this particular law must provide adequate janitorial services, which is the reason why when you're hired, the reason why buildings reach out to, to you um, or buildings need part-time super services well, Porter services is not only because the residents don't like a dirty and smelly building, it's actually law. Mm -hmm. It's actually required by the city. Mm -hmm. The city has this law that says janitorial services must be provided to buildings that, are three, that have three or more apartments. Um, so it says, let's see what else it says. It says um, janitorial services are defined as cleaning, maintenance, making minor repairs, furnishing heat and hot water, removing garbage, and probably recycling is included there too, and removing snow, ice, and dirt from the sidewalk and gutter. So, um, you know what? Buildings can't go around this rule. They have to find, that's why porters and supers are essential to this um, city. We're essential because it's the law. And often the law is a law because it's talking about someone's safety and welfare. I see. So like when I hear essential workers in the radio, um, they actually go by this, this kind of laws to define who's a essential worker or not. Um, you know, that's interesting. I, I think, I don't think we can go that far. Okay. <laughs> but I do think... Uh, the good news is that as of today's date, um, I just got uh, some information that maintenance workers are considered, I guess, are available to take the COVID uh, vaccination. They're now in that group of people. Um, but I also know that they've been considered um, essential workers from the beginning of the pandemic. So it's possible that if there is a, a legal definition of, a legal uh, definition of the word essential um, when it comes to what what kind of workers we are we probably are essential um, see. Uh, what, so what's the today's date today's date is March 13th okay 
2021. Yeah. Okay, so um, so it says, uh, but then it says, if the building contains nine or more units, an owner must fulfill his obligation to provide janitorial services in one of three ways. Um, so they say he can perform the janitorial services himself if he lives in the building. So if there's an owner in the building, uh, let's say a brownstone, uh, there's a lot of brownstones in the West Village, um, and usually they have one family living in them. Uh, if they live there, they can provide, they can do that themselves. But let's go back. We're talking about multiple dwellings. So if there's three or more apartments and one of the owners, one of the apartments, uh, in one of the apartments the owner resides in, then he can be the janitor, porter of the building and the super. Uh, by, and then number two says, by providing a janitor, a superintendent, it's, it's, so they talk about janitor and superintendent being the same, the same person who lives in the building within uh, 200 feet of the building. So the owner can, um, can uh, hire a janitor or a superintendent who uh, lives in the building or within 200 feet, feet of the building or within one block of the, of the building, whichever is greater, which means that um, if one block is like 300 feet, you like. So if, yeah, so if it's um, within one block, so let's say it is like 300 feet, then that's permitted. So, or uh, by providing for janitorial services to be formed on a 24-hour-a-day basis. So if he hires somebody out to be um, taking care of these buildings within... Now, it's a little bit, it's a little bit uh, unclear to me, this third one, um, where it says, by providing for janitorial services to be performed on a 24-hour-a-day basis. Um, I'm wondering whether that can still, that can be... Like 24 hour cycle? Yeah, or, like a cycle. Or someone can be there in 24 hours? Uh, yeah, so, or a cycle, like if they, ha if they can come back and take care of it in the morning till, yeah. okay. you know, for a few hours a day, um, even if they live far away, whether that's, that's, uh, that's permitted. Okay. Um, so, okay. And then what, just maybe this is also something that you, you may need to know and you may need to encourage the, the owner of the building to do if you're taking on a building is um, make sure that your name, address, um, complete address, including apartment number and telephone number um, is posted in a conspicuous place in that building. So if you are taking care of a building down the street from you and um, or they've hired, they've just hired you to take care of that building. Just remember to tell the owner um, that he needs to post your information on that on that building. And that's okay. one. If you fail to do that, by the way, and I've I've seen that before, you do get um, not only you get fined by uh, housing HPD Housing and Preservation Development. I see. So there was like a legal reason behind why you see all these plates 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. So yeah, you always see the the the, the super's name and his phone number information, contact right. information at at every doorway, and that's in case anything happens, building residents um, or guests to the building can contact the person, uh, the super right away. Okay, so this is kind of how we we kind of like how we read this um, this this Bible. Can we move on to some of the subjects that's um, kind of more related to our daily tasks? Uh, yeah, let me see. Uh, so yeah, you can go into the more detail. Um, just before we leave this, you have like, you know, um, for, for those supers who are interested in exactly where the wording comes from, um, they'll provide that here, um, the, what they call the text of the law. But uh, here we go, text of the law, exactly what part of the code that is. But um, okay, so let's go to, um, let's find something that is directly relatable to the super. Right. How about the garbage removal? Okay. All right. And that's a picture of a very, very professionally, neatly laid out. <laughs> that's that's bunch great of work. But yeah, that nothing makes me like really happy than seeing um, trash, refuse, recycling like bundled in a, a perfect way, and that looks pretty good. Okay, so once again, we're we're here at garbage removal, and it says uh, we start with who's affected. And this one's a little different from the last one because it says all owners of a residential building, regardless of the number of apartments. So everyone that falls into this category is um, everyone we talked about before and also brownstone owners, two-family houses, uh, housing, um, what do you call that, complexes, and, um, and everybody else. So... What the law requires is owners must provide garbage receptacles for use uh, for the use of tenants. Place garbage out for collection at appointed times and post a notice in a conspicuous location of informing tenants of the hours and methods of waste collection. Um, that's cool. We actually, sanitation actually helps. The, a Department of Sanitation actually helps by by um, having those signs available uh, for us to post if we just contact them. They'll send them out to us. Okay. Uh, number four, not put rechargeable batteries out for collection with other garbage since they must be recycled. Number five, not put electro electronic equipment out for collection with other garbage since it must be recycled. Um, oh, wow. It is interesting. The Department of Sanitation must remove and dispose of derelict bicycles affixed to public property, um, including sidewalks, light poles, tree pits, and bicycle racks that are not part of the city's bike share program. So it looks like they put this in. I actually missed this one. and kind of shows you that every time you open this, you learn something new. And I didn't realize that Depart DSMY must remove and dispose of bicycles affixed to the public property, including sidewalks. So it has to be public, number one. Uh, so don't park your bike there. 
And if there's residents that you know who do sell, um, they're going to take it. They're going to take it. And I just we just realized uh, where that came from. It came from actually. It looks like it's part of the law. Okay, so I'm kind of skimming through the this this chapter, and I see garbage receptacle, storage, collection. Collection's a good one. Yeah. Uh, like uh, disposal of electronic equipment, bedding, firewood and trees, organic materials. Um, well, you have ev all the information here. And like, if I don't know how to dispose of um, electronic equipment, I, I can kind of, I can just um, look at this chapter and see, like, oh, this is how it's done. Yeah, it says here garbage receptacles may not be put out onto the street, uh, on the street until 5 p.m. of the day before pickup is scheduled. So this is where it comes from. Um, I see. Okay. So a lot of us put it out earlier. You know, we say four o'clock, and a lot of uh, the Department of Sanitation will be a little lax, or they'll give a little flexibility mm -hmm. um, as to that time. But you know, generally, what it says here and technically you can't fight if you do get a ticket is that it says 5 p.m. Right. Wow. So this this is good information. Yeah. And it, it says in the winter months, and it gives you March, November to March, receptacles should be placed out for collection no sooner than 4 p.m. on the day prior to the collection. Oh, so wow. I guess it, it allows for that uh, daylight savings time. But right. <laughs> the... So you can actually use this to fight a ticket. If they give you a ticket on, let's say, um, you know, sometime in November, and you put it out uh, at 4.30, and they say you, sh you get a ticket from sanitation saying you should have put it out at 5, you can actually say, look, the law says that between November and March, I can put it out at 4 p.m. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, sometimes you see they... The city can also, you know, make mistakes. I mean, People say, oh, it's a time of the month when uh, sanitation has to now give out all these tickets. So everyone's going to get hit on the block. I'm not one of those. I think that there's probably a reason for that, for that craziness. But um, you, you, some, I, I do believe that sometimes uh, mistakes, um, happen, mistakes happen. And, yeah. 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 Okay. This is great information. Like, um, also when I am asked some of the questions, Oh, how do you get rid of this? Like, can you just put this TV out for a collection? It's like, no, you can't, you know, I can, I can say that now. Like, Oh, look at this law. Right, right, right. Yeah. You can say that. Yeah. By, by quoting the law. Um, yeah, because sometimes like you, you know, residents might say oh the super's not doing his job you know he's supposed to get rid of the garbage not everything's garbage i'm sorry like um you're not supposed to throw that out like you know there's law required um about this then i can show them this that like you know i'm doing my job right right you can say people will get upset if you a lot of people um don't know the laws and so they'll expect the super to be able to do everything especially in part-time buildings when you don't have space to store that downstairs and it has to go out at a certain time and they'll get upset if uh, the super is not willing to jump up and and do that but this is a great resource for them to go to to say look unfortunately i can't it's not me 
um, it's the law. Yeah. It talks about uh, bulk items. The bulk item is something too large. It even gives you a definition, which is cool. It says a bulk item is something that's too large to fit into a garbage bin or a bag. Mm-hmm. Um, owners can get free curbside removal of bulk items. Are collected on recycling days. While, um, so it says bulk metal and rigid plastic items are collected on recycling days, while all other bulk items are collected on normal garbage days. You can actually put it there. And they say there is no limit on the number of non-metal or metal items for each building. The following guidelines apply. Owners must make an appointment for the pickup of any appliances. I think a lot of supers know that. Um, They must, uh, for non-recyclable items larger than four feet by three feet, they have to call, owners have to schedule for that pickup. And I don't know a lot of times in smaller buildings, part-time buildings, the super is often the person that has to do that. Like the super is, they rely on the super to know that law. A lot of owners, once they, once they hire a, a super, they're like, you guys figure it out. I'm, 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 I'm out of here. I give you a check every week, every month, and, and I'm, I'm done. So all supers that are, that are looking to get into this um, industry must know this and this applies to whether you're you know it's a, it's a porter that is going into the industry and for those RMs actually that are training porters that have don't have experience um, you can use this book to help them you know put it part of your training program to help them know what the rules are because you don't want to hire eventually if that if that new porter um, gets tickets for the building, the board's still going to blame you <laughs> as, the, as, the, as the RM, as the superintendent. They're going to say, you should have trained them better. And uh, if there's not, you know, cool thing is there's always someone in the building, a, a, a porter who's a seasoned professional porter who's been at the building for a while, who you can rely on to train the new people, right, right you know, well. A lot of buildings don't have that. You know, wise porter who's, who's able to, you know, give that sort of wisdom down. So it's often up to the super or the resident manager to do that. So this is a great thing to, to kind of read in. And the laws change. Disposal of rechargeable batteries. You know, that 2005, since 2005, local law 97, it's illegal to discard those in the trash. Um, you got to turn it in at stores that sell rechargeable batteries because those stores, like Home Depot, are required to have um, bins for them and so you have to throw it out that way. Disposal of electrical equipment, electronic equipment, that's something that we all know about that was passed in 2008. Um, and as of 2010, it's unlawful to uh, discard covered electrical equipment with the other garbage. Okay. And yeah, the, the, you, you have everything here. So All the uh, important stuff here. Yeah, yeah I, even if I don't read everything. Right. Um, if I just have a question, I can just come back to this chapter and look for uh, the answers. Um, any, uh, any other chapters that you, you want to kind of like walk through? I mean, there are a lot of, um, chapters that seems pretty interesting, but, um, maybe something that has to do with emergencies or... How about, um, well, we have here, let me see if there's an emergency. I think emergency was covered in the first 
Um, I mean, like gas leaks. Oh, like gas leak detection. Let's see. Let's see the gas leak detection. Let's see what's new with that. That's going to be exciting because gas leak has been putting the city on edge. Yeah, gas leak is and and like and it's kind of scary, you know. It's, it's, if if I if I hear someone smelling gas and like, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, gas leak is exactly where super, um, you know, the function of a super becomes important, often critical, because they are kind of the first person there to, to know, have to know what to do. And it can be a serious thing. I mean, I'm pretty sure gas leaks happen, have happened often, all the time, but it's because it's gotten to us a level where it's created so much damage in the last couple of years that now they've really hyped up the need for us to be responsible. Um, but it says here, let's say natural gas leak detection. Um, so uh, it talks about some of the new laws that were passed just in the, in the past few years. Yeah. Um, 2017, 16, 18. Right, right. And for instance, I mean, 18 was... Uh, where you have to put stove knob covers um, on on the stove so that children don't, you know, turn that on mm. accidentally mm. and then cause a uh, cause a uh, a gas leak mm -hmm. from the stove. So hopefully you knew about that. Um, but if you didn't, um, you can find that when you look up this chapter and especially if you're someone that's getting into the part-time super industry and, and you haven't, you know, you have, um, you have minimal experience and you're trying to get your, uh, your, your experience and you're trying to get your, uh, you're trying to get more into the field, uh, more experienced than, I said that the wrong way, but then you should, you should be uh, reading this reading this book and the chapters and just getting yourself up to speed with um, the laws. And you know what? You could start with probably the, uh, the more serious stuff, things that really regard um, safety. You can hit those first and, and get familiar with those. But let's look at uh, some examples of what the law requires here. Um, they talk about local law 153 of 2016, where owners must uh, notify resident, uh, residential tenants through individual notices and the notices posted in the building's common area about proper procedures to follow in the event of a suspected gas leak. That, that's an owner's responsibility. Um, but as a super, um, if you're taking on these super buildings, smaller buildings as a, as a part-time super, owners may not know that. So um, one of the great ways, and you may be hired just for a limited amount of work at the building, but um, nothing makes you more. Uh, one of the ways to make one of the ways to make you more look more professional, appear more professional to the to the owner is to kind of know these these points. Okay, so we kind of looked into to this um, this book. I mean, I I wish we can talk about more more subjects but i i kind of get um what this book is now um it, 
and like reading through this with you it's it's not as um difficult or hard as i expected because it's a i mean big books and I, that's a large book right it's it just scares me <laughs> yeah yeah it, it definitely uh, we have uh, you know supers have enough on their hands um yeah it's like i'm so tired like i'm not gonna have time to read this but it's not bad to be honest with you right it's right. not that bad and a lot of things that like you you actually know um all these are really familiar um but it's it's good to know they're like like building codes that govern um govern what the govern these actions and you can actually see also like gas when it says gas leak detectors in this section you can see that um it says although you know although there's this new law concerning this you know uh, this particular thing which is installing gas leak detectors it has it's saying that it hasn't gone into effect yet at the present time but it will do so in the future mm. kind of gives you an idea of where the city is headed yeah. and eventually if there's gas leak detectors installed throughout the uh, building as a super you may want to know you may have to know how to maintain them know where they are right, right. know how to probably respond you know what what those sounds or you know indicators are probably yeah, in, how they work yeah they probably beep or something and you probably have to know how they work so it's a good way to kind of get yourself um, ready for the future too yeah it's amazing right so and then once again it goes through the actual laws i mean it's really a whole host of stuff and once again you don't you don't have to read every part of this book and you just have to know the important stuff and if you have trouble figuring that out then just you know reach out to me and i'll i'll be happy to go through that with you okay this okay. yeah i i actually learned um some new things about uh, maintenance so it's, it's been helpful and to just read it like um reading this with with you actually kind of helped um you know, get out, outside the the box and prejudice that oh oh my god this i'm not gonna be able to understand or like i'm gonna have so many trouble with the words i mean maybe some of the words are a little tricky but it wasn't as bad as i thought i think i can definitely use this in the future for future reference um if tenants ask me any questions if i'm you know if there's a ticket um, violation that that i'm um, curious about uh, what my responsibilities are as super or porter or even part-time super um yeah this this has been very helpful i have a, uh, also uh, one other thing that i like I think that this can be used for is that there's laws that also um, point out to the owner things that they have to fix because it pertains to like let's say safety of other people that live in the building or people that pass outside and for instance in the sidewalk section which is repair cleaning and snow removal it talks about 
um, things that the owner is responsible for because it may injure a pedestrian, like cracks in the sidewalk and um, you know what a trip hazard in front of it. So one of the things that if you know how to do this well, you could actually you know talk to your owner and to see if this is a a job as long as it doesn't require a licensed professional it might just require minimal maintenance for a super to do um, and to repair and to help the building comply mm -hmm. uh, we've had there's trip and falls all over the city and they cause the building's premium insurance premiums to go up so these are these measures often the insurance company will tell the building but the city appears to have also set some some laws requiring the, the owners to follow um, in order to prevent these injuries and so you know for instance if over here you have um, what's a tr you know what is a trip hazard the trip hazard is um, either one half inch or more higher or lower than the flag next to it or has a defect on the surface that is at least one inch wide and one half inch deep that's actually a very, very slight, you know, one half, half inches like this. So you're saying if, if this much change um, exists between the flags on the sidewalk, that's something that should be repaired. And one way to do that is to grind it down and or to smooth it out with, um, with concrete. And uh, those are something that uh, supers can actually, if they know and if they see it at the building, they can tell the landlord about it and they can offer their services. Of course, yeah. if it's not required to be done by a sidewalk, you know, a, a concrete specialist. But um, those are certain things too. And also in this, uh, we talked about the 18 inches out into the street. Um, a lot of owners don't know um, that particular rule. It's, it's actually here, you know, it's in the how to comply sidewalk cleaning part of that, of that um, section where it says that all sidewalks, all owners must keep the sidewalks in front of their owners free from obstructions and nuisances. They must remove trash and garbage from the curve in front of the buildings and clean 18 inches into the street. So that's, um, that's another thing that you should keep an eye on um, in order to help the building comply with with these laws and let me just make sure so and it says here the department of sanitation will issue violations to residential owners for dirty sidewalks and their failure to clean 18 inches into the street only during two daily one-hour periods so you kind of have to keep it clean have you know be able to keep it clean for two hours a day um, at these different times, which is kind of great because if they give you a ticket outside of those hours, then um, that's something that you can use to fight the ticket. But anyway, so that's the benefit. That's, that's, uh, that's why I love this book. Okay, well, I should consider getting one myself too. I can sell you mine. <laughs> My 2020 copy. <laughs> I want to be up to date. <laughs> I can tell you my 2021 copy, but then I'll be violating the laws, the rules that Habitat has for sharing. 
But anyway, uh, have a great uh, weekend, and we'll yeah. talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks a lot, Jennifer. Appreciate it. Anytime.